Greetings and welcome once again to the Brattlecast, a first-hand look at second-hand books. And uh, gosh, this is so much fun. I love getting together with Ken Gloss. I'm Jordan Rich. Ken is the uh, owner-operator of a fabulous bookstore, the Brattle Bookshop in Boston on West Street, right across from the Common. So historic, right near the Freedom Trail. And today, we thought we'd just uh, ask you about what's happening. Uh, There's always something interesting, items coming in, items going out. So this is sort of update time. Well, you know, most of the time when I do these shows, I bring in one particular thing or one particular subject, and I just thought there's been a bunch of interesting things that have come, well, been offered, been talked about, that people have mentioned uh, that haven't quite gotten in or might not ever get in, but it's sort of Part of the fun of the business is the hunt and the search. It's going out to houses and estates or sometimes having that thing dangled in front of you. And sometimes for years and years and years, some of them come through, some of them don't come through. But occasionally just someone brings something in and even the fact that you got to touch it and hold it and think about it, you'd like to buy it and sell it and, and you know, it's a business. But you go, wow, I got to touch and hold with, this. With a, an opening statement like that, I think it's about time we got to some of these items because people are chomping at the bit, as I am, to know what's been happening. What, what's an example of something exciting? Well, th- this was uh, a lady called. Uh, she had actually called a couple of times and said she had a couple of books that she wanted us to look at. Didn't mention. I said, well, sure, we're open 9 to 5.30, Monday to Saturday, come in. If you specifically want to see me, I said, maybe call ahead just because I'm out of the States a lot. In, in any case, she said, fine. And she didn't call ahead, but she came in and That's I was okay. there. Yep. And I and I look at it and she pulls two books out and one was still wrapped up. But one was obviously like a cheap edition of a, um, well, it was nice. Well, I shouldn't say a cheap edition. It was sort of a nice but nothing great edition of a English poet called Cowper, relatively obscure, from the outside, relatively obscure, you know, probably the type of book that I'd put out on my outside tables. Mm. We have dollar three and five, and you know, nice enough. And I was all ready to say that, and I open it up to um, the front cover, and I look at, it, and there's a little inscription in it, and it says. Uh, to Sophia Thoreau from her brother Henry. Oh, <laughs> all of a sudden it takes on a whole new meaning. All of a sudden it just, wow. you know, And then, then she opens up the other book, and it was an 1830s history of Concord, which, again, in and of itself is a nice book. People ask for it. But you see it, one page is signed David, David Henry Thoreau, and then the next page is signed H.D. Thoreau. Well, a lot of people don't realize he was actually named David Henry Thoreau. So he wasn't and, dyslexic here. No, he wasn't dyslexic. And, and through his younger years, that was his name. But then he changed his name to Henry David Thoreau. So it meant what it meant looking at that was the David Henry means that he had the book for a long time because he wrote both names in and it was over a period of time. So all of a sudden you're going from... A lady's calling up, gee, I might have something to bring in. Sure, bring it in. That happens all day. And you never know. Uh, and then looking at something and saying, ah, well, uh, how am I going to let her down easily? Mm. And then the next thing is, 
wow, I got to touch this. And uh, it's it was a book. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I think more likely it's either going to get donated to a library or institution or they're going to keep it in the family. Would, would something like that need to be authenticated uh, because it's a signature of a famous uh, Yes, it definitely would be authenticated, okay. but I've seen a lot of signatures of Thoreau, okay. and that one was his. Now, I would probably have a colleague of mine because those would run into the tens of thousands of dollars. Mm. Uh, the, the culper with the inscription is probably... Ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. Mm. The history of Concord. We didn't spend a lot of time with it because she just wanted to get a quick idea. Uh, but that's probably in the twenty, thirty thousand well, dollar range. The old expression: "Don't judge a book by its cover." <laughs> in that case, Woo. but you know, cool. one of the things we didn't look through the Concord book, and we'd want to go through page by page. And what would be really, really great is if he started making comments about people or places mm. or things. We saw one little mark on one page, but if he said, oh, yeah, Mr. So-and-so, he's, don't, you know, th- then it would don't even go. there. It, it would, or, or that guy, Emerson, you know, I don't, yeah, you know. Right. But, so, but, you know, part of that is you get to hold it and touch it and feel it. So that came in. I don't know what's going to happen with it. Uh, we'll we'll see, but uh, it's sort of fun. And then another person, they were uh, they they called up. We had to go out to their house, and uh, they were interested in, or the father was interested in the West, uh, and they had a first edition of Lewis and Clark's uh, travels. And again, you're looking at it, and what's really valuable in the Lewis and Clark is the map. They they did a map that came out. The book actually came out a few years after uh, the it, they got in, involved in the publishing. It took a while, but there's a long map that shows the route out, the, some of the digressions, and then the route back. Well, a lot of people when they got the book took the map out, or the map got separated, mm. torn. It it was the paper wasn't that good. Uh, so that's another one that just sort of. Out of the blue. I mean, they knew what they had, uh, but when I didn't know necessarily, they just said they had a lot of books in the West. That's a fifty to $100,000 book. So you don't know. Now, just before I was coming out here today, and this is sort of an interesting call, and, and I have to admit, most of the calls, like the one I'm going to describe now, you sort of go, well, maybe, I'll see. Um a young man called up. He said he was helping his grandfather in the Boston area. And he said his grandfather had thousands of books, which that's not unusual. We we go to houses with thousands of books. We're used to that. Uh, but he said, well, you know, I've been looking them up, which, again, immediately tells us, well, wait a minute. Do you really know what you're looking at and what you're doing? And he goes, well, yeah, but I've picked out out of the thousands. I've picked out a few of them. Um, and uh, he goes, well, there's a first edition of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, the first edition, first, which is, if it's the right thing, is probably a ten or fifteen, twenty thousand dollar book. And I said, well, how do you know it's the first edition? He goes, well, I looked it up and checked, which immediately I go, well, we'll see. Uh, then he said he had a first edition of Catcher in the Rye. He said he looked it up; it was 50, the same copy he had was fifteen hundred dollars. And I'm sort of saying to myself, well, wait a minute. 
If it's the first edition, it should be much higher. If it's not the first edition, it should be much lower. But he says there are thousands of books. Um, what we're going to do is, and he's sort of got me interested. I'm very, very skeptical. But I said, why don't you send some pictures of the first few? And nowadays, uh, another thing that's changed dramatically in the business is that people can send you digital images and pictures, which right. really are tremendously helpful. Um, and I said, send me pictures of the five or ten that you think that you've worked with and done and might be the best, and then we can talk about those. And then the the second thing is, if he has what he thinks he has, I want to get a sense of whether we're even on the same ballpark, whether we can deal with each other. If we can, wonderful. I said to him, can we go out? Can I go out to your grandfather's house? It's in the bar. He says, well, he might not like somebody who uh, comes in who he doesn't know. I said, well, okay, why don't we work up with you a relationship first? I also said to him, you know, if we're going to do these, has your grandfather given you authority to sell them? Uh, you know, that's a very, that's a, I was going to ask that question because <laughs> you're dealing with families and, and uh, just meeting people on the phone for the first time. You don't know. What, you never, what's, you what's happening? You never know, but if the man's got his faculties or whatever. Well, it's it's one thing too. If the books are worth a few dollars, a few yeah. hundred dollars, uh, you go to the house. That's that's an encouraging thing. But you, uh, when you get into a large sums, you want to make sure that it's right. And we've had cases where grandchildren have sold their grandparents' books, and uh it's it's actually an interesting uh little different than mom throwing out the baseball cards when you're 13 yeah a little different (laughs) than that so but here's a case where i really don't know what they have it sounds maybe if it is what it's supposed to be it could be fabulous and so that's the type of thing this was a call that just came in out of the blue Mm. didn't know I'll look forward to seeing a lot of it. But that's part of the hunt, the search, the treasure, and, and you never know. And with you, I know people come into the store, people make appointments, you go out to their homes for estate chases, and in this case, they just call up and or write to you. And Well, a lot well, of times, the first thing is they come in by call right. because then we try to— we try to get a little bit of sense, and then if it sounds good, that's when we go out to the house, to the estate. I got a call uh, the other day, too, that I'll be interested. I'm going out in a week or so. Uh, the people said we have a couple of, again, a couple of thousand books. Uh, the father was an architect or archaeologist, was an archaeologist, had a lot of interesting books, and I'm going, yeah, this sounds really good. This sounds interesting. Uh, make I'll make an appointment, and we made the appointment. They go, well, we've got to warn you a little. The person was a hoarder. Okay, the person was a hoarder. We're, we, we're used to that. Yeah. They go, well, also the house smells a lot, oh. and, and, and there's no lights. <laughs> and, and I'm going, well, we already made the appointment. Uh, it sounds interesting. Are there cats in the story? I, well, uh, no, there aren't cats. Well, I don't know whether <laughs> yeah. there are cats. But it's it's interesting because it sounds like it could be a lot of fun. It's partly the hunt, the treasure. But every time they said something, it was sort of like, uh-oh, uh-oh. But I could get out there, and they could have one of the greatest collections in the world. Well, that's what makes it fun for you. That's what makes it fun for me. And uh, another person 
called up and they had a letter uh, of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, again, it sounds like a really interesting letter. It was talking about, um, you know, just sort of more personal things than the war or all that. Uh, and they're supposed to be coming in next week to show it to me. And uh, and I've had Abraham Lincoln letters. But even though I've done this many, many times, if you've got a letter there and it's an authentic Abraham Lincoln and you get to touch it, Abraham Lincoln touched that, mm. held it. It's still – now, again, it's, it's purchase, sale, uh, never knowing what it's going to be. But so – Sort of in the path of a week, you get one person with they were a hoarder, another person that has comes in that were you know with Thoreau items, another person comes in with uh, items uh, that you just never never know what you're going to see, and another person came in and they had some early science books and they weren't Darwin, but they were more back in the time of Isaac Newton. And uh, what what people everybody knows Newton in calculus, but they said they're coming in with some books by Leibniz, who was a German mathematician about the same time as Newton. And many people say he actually invented calculus, and uh, Newton sort of worked off of him. And it's back and forth. I think they both sort of independently, but these books are, could be potentially worth a huge amount of money, tens of thousands of dollars. If one of all of these groups turns out well, I'm going to be happy. You'll be eating well for the next couple of months. Well, I'll be eating well, but <laughs> but it's also the fun and I the know. joy and I the know. handling. Uh, another person called up, and they just had a nice library. Their father had gotten together. Uh, it was general used books on World War II, which is a normal thing. They mentioned a few on the War of 1812. We're going to go out. It's probably not going to be anything really special, but it's fun. And uh, we also had, uh, we have a new employee, and uh, we had a person, and this was in the Commonwealth Ave area. The apartment was on the eighth or ninth floor. Fortunately, they had an elevator. But what was interesting about this was actually it was two new employees, and uh, they got to figure out how you move 3,500 books in two and a half hours <laughs> and, and how you park your car on Commonwealth Avenue See, and actually still get it done. Now the secrets come out. Well, But in a way, those 3,500 books, which were not anything valuable, anything really unusual, but they were just good books. For our shop, we're just as much fun getting in, yeah. moving, selling, uh, having getting employees into the idea when we say we hire people, there can be a lot of moving. They, there you go. And, uh, and also one of the – another great thing that happened to me, this was about two weeks ago. I did a uh, talk. Well, I did two talks, and and people I didn't realize one of them was as special as was. It was at the South Boston branch of the Boston Public Library, and you never know when you do these talks. Are two people going to show up? Are ten people, twenty, fifty, whatever? And I was actually pretty happy because about forty-five, fifty mm. people showed up, and you know, and and 
it's fine. What they told me afterwards, they said they were floored that so many people came up because at the same time there was a town meeting in South Boston about the Edison plant, which is a huge deal and a huge mm. construction. And at the end of the talk, people were leaving really quickly because I guess I started a little earlier. So they figured they could get to mine and then run to the other one. And they actually showed up. Uh, another talk I did a few days later was in, uh, in Maine, in Kittery, Maine, and about 80 people showed up. But up in the audience in the back, there was a woman waving at me. And at first, I was a little unsure who this was. It turned out it was an employee who worked at the store 35 years ago. Oh, wow. And, and so some of the people who came to the show had wonderful books. Usually when I do those talks, I get to work at 5.30 in the morning. Usually when I do the talks, I, it's an hour. I'm, it's 8.30, 9, 10 at night I get home. I want to get out of there fast. This was one of the ones where I stayed there, talked with her 20 minutes. The library actually told us we had to leave because they were closing. So not only did a few people there have some very interesting books, but I got to see basically an old friend. And uh, she was, you know, sort of relating. So all sorts of interesting things happen. Sometimes it's on a personal level. Sometimes mm. it's on this level. Sometimes it's on that level. Uh and my one last thing, and this isn't as well, it's with the books. Uh, we've been having with an account, we've been trying to transfer money into the bank at, at Bank of America, and they've given, been giving me a hard time about depositing into the bank. That's not and, unusual. I've heard and, stories like that. Well, and, and I'm going, whoa. And Joyce was saying, she going, we're going to go down, and if we have to, we'll get to the president, and then she stops and goes, well, we used to know the president, but that was 35 years ago, and he would have actually talked to us, but I have a feeling we have to get to that level. But he was a customer who used to come into the store before, well before he was president of Bank of America, knew I got in early, said, can I come in early? We used to let him come in. He got promoted, 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 banks merged. He was president of Bank of America, and he would still call me up and say, Ken, can I come in early? And I used to say, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of news from Lake Wobegon, and in this case, from the Brattle Bookstore, which is in Boston. And by the way, the kinds of questions and the kinds of uh, inquiries and the kinds of cool things that happen often result from hearing about us through the podcast and connecting through the website, brattlebookshop.com. Absolutely. And it's a good idea to connect with this gentleman. He loves people, and he loves talking about this kind of stuff. And, and a lot of times when I do, the again, the podcast, I do it on a specific book subject area. Sometimes, though, I enjoy just talking with you, Jordan, about just I, what's happening. I like the potpourri, and I like the stories about the interplay with you and some of the customers. It's and really again, fun. if someone's listening and either has suggestions about the general or the specific, let us know because we actually respond to them, too. He does indeed. I can vouch for that. I want to thank you for listening and remind you to uh, download, rate, and subscribe and uh, review this podcast and spread the word as it's being spread all over the world. Thanks for listening to The Brattlecast. Cast.